okay, we've only been talking for like 30 seconds. I said something about my prison, my beard helping in prison, but there's no beard, but that, I don't know. Uh, this is Idiot Mystic and I'm with Steve Bragg, Stephen Bragg. Again, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> so how many episodes is this so far Did, or have you lost count already? I think we're at like 54 or 55. Really? I think, I feel like you said it last time. <laughs> it was 50 last time, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. But it's not that. I saw, I guess we shouldn't, let's not, wait, I have to, I feel like I shouldn't talk about this. I'll decide if I want to talk about it. There's a very like, low energy subject that I feel like I shouldn't even indulge in but since it's you I and we haven't talked in a while and we started recording our conversation right away I still want to like gossip but I know that spiritually I'm not supposed to gossip so I don't know what to do well um gossip about someone we know it's bizarre it's just a random internet thing how have you been since the podcast I've been well yeah, just transitioning into uh, some new things. Um, my, my stepbrother is supposed to be moving in, actually, uh, this weekend. You'll like him. You have to meet him. He's a cool dude. And so uh, he's a photographer. I think, I think I've mentioned him before. What, so how long has it been since you guys lived together? Lived together? Well, since I was probably like, uh, I don't know. 17 or 18 years old that's crazy yeah i mean he's lived he's, he's only lived with me for a couple months and then he's probably going to get like a like an apartment somewhere in scotchdale so that's where he's looking i told him look at pv and look at phoenix that's yeah, good... let's not let's not put any pressure on him just hang out with yeah. your brother yeah, yeah for sure no he's the type of person when he when he has like a vision in his mind like he sticks with it no matter what He's he's like a pit bull. He locks down on it and doesn't let go. So, you, you but he, people are like pit bulls. What was that? You always say people are like pit bulls, whether it's like a fighter or you're like he's like a pit bull. Because they're, those dogs are so determined. They're uh, they have that uh, nonstop mentality, you know. So it's a good it's a good reference for specific personality types. <laughs> I just think that. You, I, I hope you you tell Xander he's like a pit bull sometimes. Like yeah, I'm like, um, but wait, I had okay. So my question, I had a question to start off with right away to set like the tone for this podcast. So obviously, we can get free flowing conversations are wonderful, and we do a lot of those. We've done a lot yeah. of those, but today. I want to just isolate a very specific part of your of your your opinion, but also like draw from your life perspective on that opinion, but not yeah. talk about other stuff. And the okay. thing that we're gonna be talking about is unfortunately for you is UAPs. <laughs> no, UAPs are fun. We can definitely get into it. So I've been. Uh, Did you see the last hearing? Uh, the last hearing? No, I, I, 
I don't, I may have got bitch and pieces of it. So, so basically, uh, as of April 19th, 2023, which was about like uh, less than a month ago, I guess, um, they had the hearing with the, the head of Arrow, which is the new, like, the Avengers of UFOs. Uh, they're called All Domain Anomaly Res- Resolution Office. The All is, Domain. Is this ran by that one dude, the pilot? Uh, it's ran by Sean Kirkpatrick. He's a doctor. Let's find out about him. He's he's apparently a popular guy in the science community or the military science, what, whatever that means. Let's find mm-hmm. out. Okay. Oh. Department of Defense. I feel like I shouldn't be talking about these things. Never mind. Uh, So it says, um, this is on, this is from the media section of the Department of Defense website. Uh, Dr. Kirkpatrick was asked by USD to stand up and lead Arrow in early 2022. Known as Dr. K to his staff and team, he brings over two decades of experience and the significant depth of expertise in science and technical intelligence and space policy acquisitions, operations, specializing in space and counter space mission areas. He was born to military family. yeah, it doesn't say, so now we know who this guy is. He runs Arrow. He's the head of the program. And I guess they, uh, they have, they released some UAP videos as well. New ones. Mm-hmm. Have you seen them? Um, no. So I've, let me see if I, okay, wait, let me, I know that there's, I'm glad we can finally use Zoom for something good. I can send you, I'll send you a link to one of the videos. Here you go. This one is from Mosul, Iraq. Okay. And this is the, the, is this the, the orb? Yeah, but this is, but this is a different one. That video, that picture was leaked by Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp, but this one is from a different, well, we don't know if it's a different instance, but it's actual military footage released by the Department of Defense. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up my computer. And I think it's from, let's see the year that it's from. UAP. Wait, I sent you the link on uh, in the Zoom chat. You did, but I'm gonna, so I can see you and talk to you and not pull around the phone. You're too good for the link. Here it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen this video before. Okay. So that thing, obviously, um, Saddam wasn't flying those around. Yeah. Like, like we first, like as someone who lived in Pakistan and had, and you're someone who was in, in, I guess you weren't in Iraq, but you were in Afghanistan. You un- no, I was in Iraq. Yeah, I was in Iraq. I never made. I never went to Afghanistan. That was just Iraq. So we never even. Okay, did Josh go to Afghanistan? 
No, he. I don't think he did. Yeah, he had two deployments. Both were in Iraq. I was two deployments in Iraq. We we our second deployment was the to together. So you're saying that while you were deployed, mm -hmm. people were observing aerial phenomenon or craft that were not from either party. And like, how does that make you feel right now when you think about it? Like where your actual life was at risk from like IEDs and like snipers and things. And there was also this flying around. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, that there's unidentified flying objects or UAPs, phenomenals that were going on at the time. And this, it didn't get, it didn't really catch. I guess, I guess my question is now for, and this is only, this is where it gets controversial, I guess, for me, because as a, I'm obviously a civilian and I never want to like, speak ill of someone who's risking their life for the country so how can I, I would never say anything bad about someone who's literally in the military because they're doing something that's like they're compromising everything in them and going against it to risk their life i guess compromising the self-preservation instinct but anyway so this happened in 2016 yeah. i was i was already at the army so yes but the other one the Jeremy Corbell one is from 2004. Okay. That was right before I got there. I got there. My first deployment is 2005. But anyways, yeah. I, yes, I, I guess my point is it makes me feel, I feel confused about, that it's like there's there are rules of engagement with these objects that we don't know about. Because if these objects had wings, they would be being shot down. Like um, you so do a couple of veins, though. Um, I don't think that's a hundred percent necessarily true because there's been cases of friendly fire. So I guess so. When the initial invasion, or this is just about any country you invade, it's it gets it's very chaotic. You can kind of see that right now with Ukraine and Russia. Like, there's going to be a lot of friendly fire. In fact, I'm not sure it was actually proved or not, but the, that Pat Tillman, when he was he was a former football player. Uh, he was a, he, he was killed in Iraq, but he was killed by friendly fire, I believe. Rest in peace, Pat Tillman. Yeah, I, I believe his kill. So friendly fire happened is, is, is quite a common thing, and it's probably more common that we're, you know, now comfortable. Now you're bringing up the Pat Tillman thing. Well, I mean, I'm just using it as a reference of, of friendly fire. You know, it's a thing that really happens. And so to mitigate that, you know, they're not going to shoot down everything they see as okay. a potential. So. Okay. Okay. Wait. So I, I'm glad that you're, since we've talked so much, I'm glad that you're still, you're, it's like, you're actually doing me a service. You're thinking of the audience's well-being. So you're you're telling it's good. Thank you for saying all this. So my next question is if we take into consideration the USS Nimitz videos mm -hmm. and the the go fast gimbal videos from the plane. Mm -hmm. 
it seems like these when they encounter whoever these are even if it's just like a a compartmentalized program in the u.s government that no one knows about and it's like from the 40s and they just like they're trying to keep it really secret till it's perfected and they can teleport these like uh-huh. e72s or something but um it seems like whoever like the air force and the navy they don't engage like there's there's like they don't shoot at them yeah yeah until so recently so recently oh, yeah. they they shoot they shot down like three or four of these things one of them they knew for sure that it was a chinese spy balloon um which the, the chinese rebuttaled against that saying it was some type of weather balloon that got off track which it's more likely you know it's a spy plane um but when it when it when they first shot it down remember it it traveled through most of the united states right it, before they actually shot it down everybody threw a big fit over it and got political really quick like oh biden's weak and he didn't want to shoot it down I, um i mean these this they happen quite often in fact um i read that there were three three incidents where there's uaps that happened during the trump administration and no one really talked about it or brought it up but he, those never shot down they had they were right over the i think the gulf of mexico by florida i believe and they didn't they didn't even shoot down i mean they're not going to shoot it down like especially uh in a you know if it's an american territory they're just not going to shoot down anything that you know they see because you'll have collateral damage like that when you shoot it down it's going to rain down debris on somebody and who's who's to say that the those those flying objects didn't have some type of like chemicals in them when you shot them down then you have like you're going to rain down powdered anthrax on a population so there's reasons why they didn't shoot it down or why they don't shoot them down today still so i okay I feel like you're going to like this. So now I present official information from uh, the transcript of the Senate hearing, uh, which was given by Dr. Kirkpatrick. And um, basically he was asked um, that, well, basically they said, and this is on the transcript that the recent shoot downs over North America of the of the UAPs, uh, they they occurred because the filters on the radar systems were adjusted to allow for detection and tracking of a diverse set of objects. Um, it's so now they're trying to get uh, it says one of the tasks Congress sets for Arrow is serving as an open door for witnesses of UAP events or participants in government activities related to UAPs to come forward and securely disclose what they know without fear of retribution. Now, this is in the like in Senate, there like Congress is telling Arrow that they need to serve as an open door for witnesses of UAP events or participants in government activities related to UAPs. 
So now I feel like that whatever this is, even if it's a compartmentalized government program, that's kind of like blown out, like something went out of control and someone kept it secret. At this point for you and I to, like if we, I don't know, did you got the COVID vaccine, right? I did, yeah, yeah. And I, I got it as well. So we did that and there were government mandates in, involving that. So now when the government is saying the word UAP over and over again, and congressmen who have families and like a normal life where they like do things on the weekend and they go bowling and stuff, they're saying UAP. And there's legislature about protecting people from prosecution it seems suspicious. It seems like whatever this is, it's obviously it's a tangible thing as opposed to an abstract discussion now, because it's in like I'm reading from a Department of Defense transcript that's on the US government's official domain. So it's like, mm. it's disturbing now. Yeah, there definitely there's a change of tone. When it comes to these things, they're not, they're not trying to you know, call people conspiracy theorists or whatever, or, you know, this, you know, those old, you know, back in the 90s when people were into this stuff, they just immediately debunked it without even actually looking at all the actual evidence that's been displayed. So it's good that they're actually, because now we're, we're, we're in a time where technology is, it's leaps and bounds now. So I think really, the concern is it being some type of unknown technology that our adversaries have, maybe Russia or China or North Korea. They might have some, I don't know, access to different technologies that we have not thought of or came up with. I mean, just look at the the whole artificial intelligence things now. That 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 stuff is taken off like wildfire, and it was that was stuff was predicted to happen. 20 30 years from now and it's already kind of happening now so um so they're you know them taking it serious i think it's only a matter of time before they they took this stuff serious because it constantly keeps happening you know there's constantly been video footage of objects and stories from lots of stories from different pilots you know or reputable people and so the facts are taking it serious. I mean, it's not a huge surprise. Um, if anything, I wouldn't find it so concerning as much as a, more of a relief, you know, that they're actually taking it serious. It could be from, it could be people visiting from different planets. I mean, that's, that, that, that possibility is, they talk about it because it hasn't been ruled out. Nothing's been ruled out. So they're trying to, approach this with an open mind which again that's also another sign of relief there so okay so this is what they say uh from arrow uh for the few cases in all domains space air and sea so now firstly this is already weird like i'm already talking to you about something utterly bizarre when there's a branch of government talking about objects that are in air, sea, and space, three things that seem to, obviously they're within the known universe, but other than that, they seem to not have very much in common. Like besides being made of atoms, I guess. Like they're very different places to be. 
and it says um, that do demonstrate potentially anomalous character characteristics. Arrow, I always say charac characteristics wrong. It freaks me out. I don't know why. Arrow exists to help the DOD, IC, and interagency resolve those anomalous cases. So now you have Homeland Security is looking into like people trying to do weird stuff like like domestic issues and stuff like that. And then they're also looking into objects underwater. It seems a little, it just seems like this is very, like if high strangeness is a thing, if, if weird subjects are a thing, if X files are real, like this is a fish, it's not normal anymore. Mm -hmm. Because like, well, even if it's China or Russia, there are geniuses. They've come up with some kind of weird bean car that you can travel through airspace and like yeah. land on like it's magic like it's they're the like sorcerers like this isn't even science at this point because physics doesn't apply to the those things yeah well and also i think these cases that we see that come up um i think they need to be all isolated because some of them don't have those characteristics that you're talking about yeah like you're right like the one the the mausul orb right it's uh you know I'm, I'm i'm looking at the video and i have to be skeptical of it because it's really not showing anything that's like yeah it is just like a drone like object yeah i'm, I'm waiting for this it's just they haven't and um, Jeremy keeps talking about this too. Like, there's there's other footage out there that's mind boggling. I sort of convince you right off the bat, but they haven't really shown any of that footage. The best examples for like create like remarkable technology would be from the pilots explaining to us what happened with the um, the mimic the Nimitz, all right? And um. There is another one too. It was pretty crazy. Was that they talked about? Uh, it was some type of like trans, trans, uh, transparent like globe and in, or sphere, and inside of it was was that actual like a yeah, cube. The Ryan Graves one. Yeah, the Graves. Graves. He's the one. I like his. I like his. Uh, his kind of stance on everything and his his per perception on it you know he's okay. trying to be he's just looking out for the safety of pilots that's what his concern is because you just can't have all these different objects floating around have no idea what they are that's like going to be a threat I mean, you can you can crash into one of these things they're not being picked up a radar because our radar equipment is not you know fine-tuned to catch these things so okay but Steve, now let's let's put aside your skepticism for a second. Let's pretend that you are you're still in the military. Mm -hmm. You've been in for just seven months, and you're guarding a Senate briefing. And inside the Senate briefing. The guy says, we have no reason to believe the threat is extraterrestrial. 
<laughs> but then they say, sorry, that vape is strong. <laughs> I've only been um, using hash and like really high quality hash. So it's just water and mm-hmm. THC or not THC, but like terpenes, I guess, like the crystals, like the hash part. But then this is like live resin think which is again tainted with this like whatever the things are that they mix with them but anyway so dr kirkpatrick this man is looking at the senate like congress people in there and he says in the event that sufficient scientific data is obtained that a UAP encountered can only be explained by extraterrestrial origin. We are committed to working with our interagency partners at NASA to appropriately inform the US government's leadership of its findings. So now in like we, <clears throat> we know that Arrow's partner isn't Homeland Security. They're main, like they're interagency, like they're working with nasa in case it's aliens they're gonna tell nasa what a strange thing to say i just feel like there's a lot of specific language being used that i can't imagine a human being being comfortable saying in front of a u.s senator or congress person at this point i can't yeah. imagine someone saying like the same like like imagine the people who are like um uh, like talking about uh power plants and how Teslas are ruining America, like the older, older Republican hard right politicians. Imagine them, someone saying, hey, um, in case it's aliens, NASA is going to give you a briefing. I feel like no one would have the audacity to say that because they'd be like, hey, I should just probably not say extraterrestrial because it's like, what am I saying? Yeah, well, it's also like it needs to be so it's hard to like prove if it's extraterrestrial or not like there's of course, of course. i'm just saying the fact that it's being entertained and yeah that, like the same people that are changing things about our taxes are mm-hmm. using the word extraterrestrial so yeah. that it's within the realm of reason like the same realm of logic and rationale that tells you to quarantine certain times or tells you that, oh, don't go to this country. There's a travel advisory. They are now saying like, hey, in case it's aliens, we're going to have a plan and we're going to tell the president with help from NASA. And then there's one more thing. It says other words that this guy used, Dr. Kirkpatrick, during the briefing, which I thought was he didn't have to say all these words. He said, there's no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity or off-world technology. Yeah. So now I feel like even saying that out loud is implying that at some point there is technology that could exist. I just feel like it's very strange that they're changing the, the openness with which they're talking about this. They should just be saying, oh, it's Russia or China, and we're going to figure out which one it is yeah it seems like they shouldn't be saying it's maybe and then here's another weird one he's showing them like a pictogram like of uh what the uaps look like and okay um 
you will see a breakout of all the morphologies of UAPs. Over half, about 52% are round or spheres. Mm -hmm. So which technology is Russia or China using that are spheres that they're not using in Ukraine right now? It seems weird. Like, like, yeah, Russian drones, but why aren't they using the round ones that they use everywhere else? That I mean, it could simply just be balloons, right? So, if you look at the uh, I know you, you hate me for being so skeptical, but it's it fine could, when it's... the aliens come, I'll tell them that you you were just kidding and this was all a smoke screen, so they're not mad at you. Yeah, here's when it comes to like, here's the thing about it like, if if something has a if there's a civilization out somewhere that's advanced enough to travel to Earth, because the nearest star system is uh, is like 4.2 light years away. So if they're traveling at the speed of light, it's going to take them at least four years. And so, but the but what are the odds of the closest star system harboring advanced civilizations? It for me. I'm not saying they don't exist, but they do. I would just have a feeling that there are many more thousands, if not millions or billions of light years somewhere else. So moving at the speed of light for, so let's just say, uh, um, the next, the, the biggest galaxy that's close to us, uh, the Andromeda galaxy, that's about, I think, 200. No, sorry. No, 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 no. It's two million light years away. So if if let's just say there's a civilization, maybe a couple different civilizations living in that galaxy, it's gonna take them two million light two million years to travel here at the speed of light. Which you can so well, I mean, with our understanding of physics, like any object that has mass, it can't travel the speed of light because it requires an infinite amount of energy. You can travel like 99% of it or something like that, but there's not amount, there's no amount of energy to have an object move that quickly. And plus there's like, a, there's a ton of other issues too. If you're on there's, there's gonna be de like debris. If you're traveling like half the speed of light and you hit a grain of sand, spaceships hit, you know, a grain of sand, it's gonna like vaporize it. Cause you're just, you know, it's just traveling so quick. It doesn't matter how big the object is when you hit it, the smallest tiny grain of sand can like ruin your your day on the spaceship. So there's that. I mean, there's there's probably like different ways about this. You could talk about, I guess, wormhole technology. We just find a way to bend space and time. Um, but it's just the uh, the the technology required to to get here from over from there to here like they could easily not be seen, you know, like, well, because we have aircraft today that's right, they can jam radars, you know what I mean? Like with stealth bombers, like a stealth bomber on a radar, the way it's designed, it, sh it, it looks like it's the size of a bee, like this, uh, this aircraft with like a 42 feet wingspan, you know, looks like a, a bee on radar because the way it's designed, the technology. So, if they don't want to be seen, 
that's that's not a that shouldn't be a problem like there should be they probably have some type of uh you know like an invisibility cloak or something you know something like don't a movie like predator something to bend light around it so it isn't be seen so they so if they are beings they're traveling here they obviously don't care about being seen because they are being seen so that's that's kind of a little thing i can't wrap my head around um okay so so okay i'm i respect all the skepticism and i i'm i feel like it protects like let's say if it was still your job you're protecting people better <laughs> with the skepticism so let's say right now at this point we've established that even for skeptics now, the UAPs pose a flight risk because that's what the government is saying. So if we say they don't pose a flight risk, then we can, one could say we're being conspiracy theorists, right? Yeah. Which is also a thing we can talk about. Like, so the potential of this not being real at all. Yeah. Like there being zero UAPs. Um, so I guess in the event that this this is something real, do you think that what do you think all the other things that people have been seeing, let's say like as back as like the 1500s in like Nuremberg, Germany, or like be the Phoenix mm -hmm. Lights, the Flares or whatever they were, or Roswell or Rendlesham Forest in England, if it's all just experimental craft, why does it look so weird? Like, what is, do you think people are on psychedelics? Because I'm open to that. I'm literally open to every UFO sighting being someone tripping out because I haven't seen one yet. But I just yeah. I'll tell you about that in a second. You go, tell me what you think. Yeah. Um, I don't know where to start here, I guess. It just, there's like a there's like a red flag that's going off my head which supposed to when it i mean you know my you kind of know my uh my theory on it a little bit but there's like a red flag there is something alarming about them coming up with this they're just gathering all this attention with these little objects that so far they're they're it's just there's a lot of mystery sound like around the whole whole uh theme here and it seems like they're trying to purposely make it mysterious and for people to, to kind of interpret it the way they want to uh for one reason is because it, it gives them attention attention is always good but it also um it just it just some like there's a red flag when, when all you have all these you know official people experts and stuff who are taking all this extra time and funds to to grab your attention into this little area okay wait two seconds i'm so glad you said this let me tell you about two people one guy is called george ramirez and uh it's weird as i was searching on google uh it asked if it could track my location and now i'm scared it always uh, hey let me be paranoid it's better when we're talking about aliens 
Um, so there's a guy named John Ramirez. He's from the CIA. Uh, he's a verified former CIA guy. Like he has all his documents. Like he gets his statements approved by the CIA press thing where they have to make sure that they can say their statements. So now this guy is talk talking about aliens and he is literally ex-CIA or I don't think there is anything such as ex-CIA. So he's CIA. Then there's another guy named Jim Semivan. He worked for the CIA for 25 years mm -hmm. and verified. And this man has a freaking book out called Secret Machines. And it's written with Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. Yeah. And so now you tell me, what is this? Like, as someone who knows about counterintelligence and intelligence and military intelligence, this seems like a freaking, this is a psyop. Like yeah. This so here's one thing that I, and there's been other guests on other podcasts who are, you know, ex-CIA. I want to tell you something. There's no such thing as ex-CIA. Once you're a CIA agent, I mean, you're always going to be a CIA agent. That's just my theory. You're always going to be. And that's cool. I like CIA agents. I like watching the shows about them on Netflix. I like when they. Their, their number one job is to, it's not so much protect the country, it is to look out for the country's interests. Don't say anything bad, Steve right that's just that's just my theory i could be wrong but like once you once totally you're wrong the cia are amazing that's what you said actually yeah once you, you have all that you know organization like you're always going to be part of that organization you okay. know then would you say that it's suspicious that we won't say anyone's name because i don't want to say anything like mainstream podcasters that have former intelligence agency yeah. assets on do and they're on repetitively do you think that's suspicious oh for sure yeah their their only job is to is to to direct information the way they our country would benefit from so that's so, for sure okay so then so then let me ask you this why are <laughs> former in your opinion of course we are just two guys talking uh two idiot mystics better than <laughs> of what what are they doing why are there cia former these people with these decorated careers these people who like saved lives or could have caused people to die by accident or intentionally mm -hmm. they are now they are 100% going to bat for the fact that there are aliens on Earth. There are some kind of non, there's non-human intelligence, basically. Yeah. What kind of psyop? What is the point? Yeah, I mean, I, my, my, my theory was that they're trying to, to uh, fabricate some type of, like, theory or, you know, situation or, something about that these things are you know from from other worlds or whatever and to build some type of campaign in the hopes of 
unite in the world together. Because if you ever notice when it comes to like human, like human behavior, like we're, we're a tribal species and it's always going to be us versus them. And I don't think there's going to be any type of way around that. Like people are just, it's just in our nature, you know, to us versus them. And, uh, one way we can bring the world together if that could be a one world government or it could be a way to prevent future world wars or whatever the uh we just went full we're in just like we're in the matrix now yeah you uh if you fabricate some type of us versus them and the them is not even part of this planet then there's a way to unite the planet so that that was my theory but that's still like that's pretty bonkers that's just as that's bonkers as anything else okay but so because you can see right now what what the main the main resource right now it's not it's not uh oil it's not it's not uh water of food the main resource today right do have power of the of, of of most people if not all people is the the resource of information and having control of it and so we're we're heading in we're heading to our future this is what it looks like everything that's happened with chat gpt and artificial intelligence ever since the internet came out all that it's it's a uh, Everybody's in finding ways to consolidate and control the flow of information. And so the best way to you know, control people is through fear and mystery. And so we have some type of staged or fabricated alien invasion or whatever, or just have a them out there. And that's like the ultimate control. But that's, I mean, that's just, I don't think it's even possible that for that to even happen. So that be could that could be a, the motivation behind a lot of these CIA guys is they're they're looking at the bigger picture if of controlling the information so they can control the world because the other option would be you know nuclear war between us Russia or China or, or you know just that could be the other option in their head which is the extinction of the human race. So what they're what they're what they think in their heads like well we can just roll the dice on this one to see what what sticks and we can just keep throwing information on the wall and see what sticks and what grabs people's attention and see if we can convince enough people that there's something else out there because they've already some of the biggest skeptics out there one of them is neil degrasse tyson and he's kind of a He's kind of a big head. He's he's already I already saw him on the, another podcast that he actually is now considering that yeah. these these. So when you start convincing people like that, that means you're that means you're having success. If you have the 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 biggest heads in science, you know, if you can persuade them. Yeah, dude, Michio Kaku thinks they're aliens. Yeah. Yeah, so the, these are the string theory, and that was that's the biggest thing. Remember, I was talking about the '90s, how you know these U.S. 
UFO conspiracy theorist or cuckoo, you know, they're all cuckoo people. But now, now, now they're, 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 they're winning, they're winning people like Neil deGrasse Tyson. And once you went over those guys, the biggest skeptics, then, you know, all the followers are going to follow right behind them. So whatever they're doing, this campaign, if you would call it that, if it is a campaign, a PSYOP operation, it seems to be somewhat successful so far. <laughs> I just, but, I but guess it, it's a, uh, I don't think it's, if that's their goal is to have some type of world government, if that is their goal, or I don't, I don't think it's even possible, honestly, or possible. It's just, it's just too far fetched. Cause now you have different, you have, now you're having different uh, factions of different ideas of what's going on. And there's one of them that I've ran across. And a lot of people believe this is that yes, there are, these are aliens from other planets, right? And they visited us, but what they have, what you're seeing now uh, is, is just advanced technology that's been reverse engineered from crash sites and stuff. So that's kind of a, a theory that's going on. So now it's regardless, whatever they're trying to do, if, if that's their motive or what, whatnot, I mean, it's already breaking up in different factions, you know? So, but. About to put more pressure. Yeah, that, that seemed, that's what it seemed. The whole thing just kind of smells like a PSYOP operation of this disinformation to, co to consolidate the information, to con control the flow information. You have to say PSYOP or psy operation. PSYOP operation is. Psy -op. Yeah, PSYOP, PSYOP operation. I don't know why I keep calling it PSYOP operation. It's no, I, I had to stop you so that when the inevitable podcast haters show yeah. up. Yeah, but. We correct ourselves. Yeah, but that's that's what it seems to kind of. But there's and I haven't I haven't seen there's only hearsay. It's all hearsay. There hasn't been any like clear footage. But here's the thing: it's going to cut. It will eventually get clear footage. It's just probably going to be rendered in some type of CGI or something. And, and I mean, it's, it's going to be a point where you can't tell the difference. I mean, they're already doing deep fakes right now, which are becoming more and more uh realistic i mean i sent you that i mean artificial intelligence has already mimicked people's voices there, there's already been songs done but was it drake and drake and uh what's the other it was drake and biggie i thought i wasn't biggie it was uh there was a biggie one too that was scary but boy Oh, Drake and the Weekend. The Weekend, yeah, the Weekend. So the Drake and the Weekend had a song that came out, and I could tell the Weekends their voice was a little off, but Drake's voice was was almost spot on. So if as things progress, progress, and you can just you can fabricate people's voice, you can fabricate people's faces. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be able to fabricate the whole alien invasion of a small town or something. I mean. And once you control the information, you can block anything that's going to rebuttal it. It's just, uh, that's that's the new resource is information. Once you have information, you can control people. 
You know, it's just the power of knowledge, regardless if it's true or not. Sorry, my dog is licked my head. And then <laughs> touched my face. That just seems more more realistic. Because again, like, I mean, if the other option is that okay, they are they are extraterrestrials and it is kind of like popping in and out of existence or whatever, and they're spying on us. I mean, I mean, that could be true. They could be watching us, trying to figure us out. I watched, there's, there's another guy I watched. He's not technically a podcast. He's a YouTuber. I think I've sent you some of his stuff. He's a, his name's Antoine, I think. Not Antoine. He's a, I don't know. I think he's just like a, he used to be a teacher in Korea. I know, I knew that for sure. But then he, he, he went ahead and, um, uh, went full-time YouTuber and every, every day he posts like videos on scientific papers that have been published. And there's one yesterday that he published for this week, I should say. And uh, it was the uh, the rare earth hypothesis, which is part of the, the Fermi paradox. Okay, it's, a, it's an answer to the Fermi paradox. And it just goes through and maybe the rare earth hypothesis is probably the most, the, uh, most convincing evidence why there's no other alien civilizations is is that earth is extremely rare and you keep hearing on the news oh earth you know all these other planets that we find are just like earth but they're they're really not if you look at it they're they're nothing like earth and earth is actually pretty unique um even carl sagan said our sun is like the average sun out there which that's untrue now that's untrue like all these different stars out there, different suns, they're all, they're all very different from our actual, our orbits around our, uh, the, the planets that orbit the sun are actually pretty, pretty rare as well compared to other systems out there. So the more we find out, the more we, the more we dig around and look into how, how special earth is, it, it seems to be more and more unique. Um, so it might just all these different factors and variables that we're finding out, it kind of shows that we're pretty special. Um, not saying that there's no aliens exist out there. It's just like, what are the odds of another civilization being remarkably close to us that has similar technology, but a little bit better? I mean, it's pretty, pretty wild. Just in Earth's history, Earth's history alone. Um, I mean, complex life didn't really start until like what, 400, 500, 600 million years ago. Like before that, it was just bacteria for billions and billions of years for single cell organisms for billions of years. And then something happened where it became multicellular. So just in Earth's history, uh, life is still pretty rare. If you look at just not just you know earth itself but look at earth's timeline like complex life is pretty rare and then there's only been so far as we know there's only been one 
actual advanced civilization on planet earth and it's it's now we're living in it and that itself you know can end any moment <laughs> it's pretty fragile our ecosystem and our civilization's pretty pretty fa fragile it doesn't take much for for okay. being let's say let's say the rare earth hypothesis is true but obviously at this point let's say you have a let's say xander wants to join the air force mm -hmm. in eight years and then he joins it and then he's flying in like a few years and then then by that time we're we're assuming that by then we're going going to know what these 52% spherical objects that regularly confuse pilots are because unless pilots are like really stupid which i'm willing to accept maybe i don't know maybe i like overvalue their intelligence mm -hmm. like for them to think that a stationary balloon is an object that's engaging with them and jamming their radars and stuff. I really think that like, if that's the case, then I question my like secure, my own, like I shouldn't feel secure right now. At any point, Russia can show up. I should, if the pilots think a balloon is jamming their radar or like they're imagining a radar, yeah. that seems suspicious. Yeah. Those are the two scenarios that i've read and heard about where it's pretty it's pretty wild it's, it's pretty wild stuff what this thing was yeah i i'm very confused so and then, and then don't you think it's strange that we talked about the first uh uap that they shot down which was the chinese weather balloon mm -hmm. but then yeah three they picked up which were going ridiculously fast, not too fast for science, but very fast for something this big. And then they shoot them down and they first, they miss with one missile, mm -hmm. end up shooting them down with the second one, both times, I think, or maybe one time. But either way, then they say it fell to the ground and exploded into many smaller pieces and they couldn't recover it and they probably did recover it for sure they just don't it's a that's another psyop thing they're doing is right. trying to tell people they don't have anything mainly to tell the chinese that they don't have anything like oh china we shot down your balloon but we couldn't recover any pieces of course they're, they're not going to be of course you're gonna lie about it like why would you tell your adversary oh we shot down one of your crafts we have all the we have all the stuff all the equipment right. for it but then why did they say one was Chinese and the other two weren't Chinese? Um, it's because the other two, or I don't know if it's two or three, but um, yeah. again, it just, it just shows multiple threats. It's not just one, it's multiple incidents. And we shot down multiple crafts. It's just fear monitoring against the Chinese, really. But I there's there's been say that the other crafts they shot down were possibly projects from universities it's like uh weather balloon projects that universities were doing in the area 
So it's just there's there's just so much unknown, and they do it on purpose because your mind when when your mind actually wants to put pieces together, it wants to assume things. Like it's how the human mind works. It can't like people just can't stand not knowing. So they start putting in these little what ifs in there, and you know what I mean. Like they're okay. automatic. It's a psycho. It's a, psychological operation man <laughs> Where i'm gonna put some more uh, this is i'm i'm adding fuel to the fire this is no. gonna you feel crazy are you ready yeah on the 31st of may 2023 nasa is having an unidentified aerial phenomena independent study team public meeting they have a social q a which is online and you have to vote for the questions. Let oh, me okay. tell you what the top questions are right now. This is on the NASA website. Do we have multi-sensor data of objects performing maneuvers that seem truly anomalous? The next question. Has NASA discovered the two lost boxes containing UAP material? from the 1965 Kecksburg crash mentioned in Leslie Keene's 2007 lawsuit. So now legal framework is brought into this because there was a lawsuit by Leslie Keene. We'll not even talk about her right now because then we'll have to go in a different direction, but you should Google her. So then in a few seconds we can, it's Leslie Keene, K-E-A-N. And then the next question, uh, Dr. Gary Nolan at Stanford stated that he's studying UAP material. Has NASA contacted Dr. Nolan about his material? Now, next question, has NASA ever cut the live NASA TV feed in order to hide UAP? Um, wait. See, people need to answer. The question should be this: that the, the live feed. I would the question. I would, I would, uh, ask the question this way: Is it protocol to, to cut? Yes. you see this. Is, that is what. Oh my god! Because <laughs> they'll say no, regardless. That's not our policy. That's no, we didn't do it. But if you ask them, is it policy in place to cut feed when there's suspicious, you know, activity or craft? I mean, they, then they would have to answer yes or no for that. I mean, they still don't have to, but I mean, you get my point though. There, these questions are, they need to ask more vague questions because if you ask specific questions, you're gonna get vague answers. That's true. I think that's a really good question, like to ask them about their procedure. Because you find yeah. out what's left there. Um, I'm trying to, so, okay, here's another one for you. See, now it gets weird because, uh, you keep, we're talking about psyops and that's the way that our intelligence agencies operate. And it's good that they operate that way because they're not operating that way on us actively right now. So we are thankful and we're just going about our business, but Let's, there's something called the ISRO, which is the Indian Space Organization, like their version of NASA. 
they've launched a hundred satellites in, uh, in, in like 2017, they set a world record for launching the most satellites. I think maybe Starlink broke it now, but I don't know. But they've been on the moon. They have a Mars orbiter mission. Uh, and India was the first country to achieve it in the first attempt. So someone asks on this Indian podcast, this Indian scientist whose name is, we're just going to say it, it's Jijit Nadumuri Ravi. So someone asks him any kind of secret projects related to UFOs or alien life. This guy goes, I will not be able to. And then he's just quiet. There are many secret projects which I can't have a conversation about here. About the question whether they're available or present in our premises, based on my own analysis, I won't put ISRO in here. It's my own analysis that there is intelligent presence and alien presence in our home planet Earth itself. So, so now why now we have Indian astronauts talking about about th it just seems odd that pe now it's not a contained issue it's yeah. not like like brazil is saying like the brazilian air force is involved the uk air force is involved so unless it's like a multi country coordinated effort which i'm open to of course doesn't it seem weird now that like a country like a country that has almost a not a rogue military but like i guess india's military isn't as crazy as like say somewhere like as rogue like they don't do things i guess they do the kashmir stuff never mind um like they're a nuclear power and their people are encountering or saying that they believe these things and then so do you feel like it's a coordinated effort or do you think there are some anomalous things in the sky do you or do you like what why is it popping up in other countries i don't think it's coordinated um because it seems like their answers to these questions are actually all a little different from each other like the u.s is saying it could be or the u.s is saying it's we're not ruling out anything and then india is saying well we have actual documented evidence and but um, well, i guess I guess you know, that one astronaut is saying it. So let's not okay. spread misinformation. Well, yeah, there's been astronauts. Oh, I want to. But you know, if you think about it though, this this um this conversation is actually not like new. I mean, it feels new, but it's not. There's always been like people in the field of science who are reputable who say there's aliens. Like when the when, the, when they first developed telescopes where they could see the surface of Mars, I can't remember his name, but um, I think it was like the early 1900s when they were able to kind of the surface of Mars and they, and they, there's all these canals they said, and they, they literally thought there's a whole civilization on Mars and they actually thought there they pose a threat. Um, 
Mars. I want to look at this guy's name. Oh, no, you're right. So this is interesting to me that you brought this up because because there is like there are people who say that there is evidence of previous civilizations on Mars and the moon. It is in uh I found it. It's this guy named uh I just saw his name. Oh, and I'm scrolling through the article. It's showing me his name. And they saw these canals in Mars. Perci Percival Lowell. Percival Lowell. It says, yeah, he had a book called Mars and its Canals. Oh, yeah. The person was named Giovanni Schiaparelli. He was in 1877. Yeah, yeah. So... That for for decades after that too, uh, they actually thought there was some type of civilization. Uh, this is so bizarre because at this course, okay. okay so, so beings that lived on Mars. So I mean, this stuff goes way back when, you okay. know. And so let's say. So those people were making mistakes though. But what about people? What about now when in multiple countries people are seeing things that are just like not airplanes? And you're like, what is that? Do you think that that's experimental craft being flown around by this rogue branch of a government? That's like literally they are like, if people are like, oh, there's a Illuminati, there's a new world order. Whoever I don't know. I don't think they're really I just think they're either they're drones or they're going to be weather balloons they're more than likely to be those two different things but really it's a, it, going back to um, the Nimitz with the tit tap that's the one that's the weirdest one because it it kind of seems like a high performance drone the way he described it yeah, but I guess wouldn't that performance, if something was like that, if they had the technology to accelerate at those rates, that means that Earth would be different if that technology was available to public science. Yeah, but here's the thing, like what, what is the technology we're talking about? Because from from what he said, it, so it 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 man it uh it jammed his radar, right? So we have technology can jam radar. Um, and then it, the way it moved, um, it moved like a drone, right? So we have that, but what, the one thing that is kind of the unknown is the actual speeds that this thing was, was actually, uh, going. Cause he, all he said is he saw it and it took off in a direction, right? It took off in a direction and with like a blinking eye disappeared. So what, what does that mean? Like, how fast does that mean? Like, a, like is this, he's not using, I, I need to see, like, did it go from zero to uh, like 500 knots in like a second or something? Like, how fast did this thing really move? Like, what, until we have actual document numbers, 
in which I don't think we have at all. Um, and things can move fast all the time, uh, you know. So there was there's a there's a there was a little video clip floating around of this uh, this plane passing a UAP and it and went super quick right past the the aircraft. Right? Have you seen that one? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Video, video taped it or with their phone but and i was looking in the comments on instagram and people like the name's moving so quick They're like well it could be just stationary and then the plane moving by it like it's a, your reference point you know what i mean when things are moving quickly it's really depends on your reference like the this the uap that we just looked at here the the moscow the moscow sorry the mazul uh, orb it looks like it's moving really quickly, but it could be just a reference from the pilot moving one direction, and this thing's just slowly floating this direction. And it looks like, you know, if you get a if you get a camera and you and you're right, if you get a, a cell phone, right, and you're videotaping and you're in the passenger seat seat of your vehicle, and you just there's videotaping. The, the you just drive it on the highway right and you're going like 60 70 miles an hour and you pass uh a turtle on the side of the road that turtle's gonna be like that it's gonna move very quickly but then you look at the mountain range in the very back of the landscape that mountain range is moving very slow and in fact the mountain range is not moving at all and the turtle is barely moving so it's a reference point where you're at in space and how fast you're moving to really to see what the because it's like a it's like an optical illusion but like again pilot pilots are trained for this though so there that so there is some evidence that these things are moving crazy quick so the pilots are they're trained to to know these things um but again i, I want to like see like actual numbers of how fast this thing's actually moving there is one i remember one piece of information out of that on their radar where they saw the objects at like 40,000 feet. And then within a, like a second, whatever they said, it was at 80,000 feet or something like that. Yeah. See that, but okay, Steve, I was going to let this go, but I can't let it go. All of your logic makes sense. It's like, actually you're right. But <laughs> only if we, if I'm asking you this question and we travel back in time one year at a time, right? Your logic stays sound until 1945. And then it's World War II and there's pilots who are being harassed by Foo Fighters, like these orbs of glowing light mm -hmm. going through them and they're crashing them and they're like, what the heck? Like they're talking about it on the radio or like Roswell. Yeah stuff like that or then let's go let's and then then it's still your logic still fits there because technology had begun and there could have been experimental programs but if we keep going back further and further and there's reports of things in the sky that like the have you heard about nuremberg germany that thing uh this sounds kind of familiar is it the, isn't it the, the the bell or something like is it like a bell shape something okay. of a bell Aped, uh craft that the germans were working on or something 
Okay, kind of, but no, it's German, but it's called, it's, it's from 1561. And people who live in that town to this day are aware of this happening. It's called a celestial phenomenon. Uh, a mass sighting of a celestial phenomenon occurred in 1561 above Nuremberg, Germany. Um, it says it says many men and women of Nuremberg saw an aerial battle out of the sun, followed by the lar appearance of a large black triangular object and exhausted combatant spheres falling to earth in clouds of smoke. There was, so there was an actual engagement. He, well, all these people from 1561, so 15th century, they're standing outside and okay. it says, it says, this is the translation. In the morning of April 14th, 1561, at daybreak between 4 and 5 a.m., a dreadful appari apparition occurred on the sun. And then this was seen in Nuremberg in the city before the gates and in the country by many men and women. At first, there appeared in the middle of the sun two blood-red semicircular arcs. Then it says there stood on both sides as a... Okay, so basically, there were all these things, and then uh, some globes appeared, and then some blood-red, like, cross-shaped objects. And then they started to fight amongst themselves. And this was in the newspaper then, and the whole town saw this. And then, yeah. So basically, what do you think something like that would be? I don't know. Like, cause obviously let's say it is just drone technology. In 1945, what was it? Or like, it, it obviously wasn't China or Russia. They were hilariously underdeveloped at the time. Like, to because we know Russian and Chinese people who are alive from 1945 still. I guess we don't know them, but we know of them. Maybe they're not alive still, but they were alive. Hundreds of spheres, cylinders, and objects that move erratically overhead. And these are the same shapes that are described in all the UAP reports today. Exact same shapes. And the giant black triangle. Yeah, just like it's this, I don't know, it's just, it's hard to say. So, something happened for sure. But, um, but so do you see what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm not really interested in if there's an actual object. I'm more interested in what's going on in the human mind that we can't not think that there's things in the sky. Like there's no record of any time where we don't say there's things in the sky. And then now we have random pictures of things in the sky. So it's as though it's crystallizing more into something like, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. But then also, could I, I'm gonna send you Okay, look up the 1566 Basel phenomenon, B-A-S-E-L, like Basel, Switzerland. Yeah, there are actually other events. 
it seems to be multiple like orbs i don't know what i'm when i you ever seen those birds those birds that fly in a swarm steve how yeah we think people thought that so what was the big black triangle then one of them i don't know um the bird lord can't like a even you're 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 realizing that the bird thing can't work here with the giant interpretation so i mean if they see something that's makes it because you're the mind wants to again your mind doesn't want to know unknown like it wants to put something it wants to put something in there right okay and i'm like this is now an unrelated question when was the last time you partook in psychedelics um I did a little mini trip not too long ago. I haven't been doing much. Doesn't oh. feel the, the need lately. So how was your mini trip? It didn't last. It would last for a couple hours. Well, that's you don't you're saying it didn't last like it's supposed to be like it's a 12 hour aspirin or something. I'm just I was just how was the two hours or what? It just uh, I just laid in bed and listened to some like atmospheric music. Seems good. Is that the song? I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it could be just cl- like clouds. I mean, I'm not trying to be boring here, but no, you're. I'm gonna. I'm not even hitting you with a pillow. I'm just saying that now the U.S. government is investigating the cloud and birds that you're saying. Like, why would they be? Why would they send you and Josh to fight birds in a cloud? Why would they be concerned? They actually have the actual paper here, too. It's very strange. They have a picture of it. There are all these black orbs coming from. I don't know. It doesn't look like birds at all. Like, we're assuming that people in, like, the 15th century were mentally ill if we think that they thought birds were, like... They mean they were hacking each other apart and they're constantly getting pandemics. <laughs> well, but at least they didn't have school shootings. That's true. They just no one went in with a crossbow to a school. Or you if you didn't believe in God. <laughs> Not sure which one's worse. Okay. Okay. Fair. But isn't that weird that like at the time where there were crossbows and like axes and stuff like madmen didn't go into like schoolyards and like murder kids i mean i think they i'm i'm almost certain they did they just they just did it the same way yes they would dude it was common for like if like a keen to murder whole family like get a whole family murdered you know what i mean killed the the parents and the children it was pretty barbaric back then okay but that but let's say that's a king but that what was in 1561 you're saying back then i don't even know what let's i'm just looking it up. um i mean that was around the time i think king henry king henry the seventh was i think the fourth 14th full you went full history guy on me what here's another page. so all these red and black and orange orbs. 
This is crazy. It says, even, even on the calendar I looked up, it says April 14th, the citizens of Nuremberg see what appears to be an aerial battle, followed by the appearance of a large black triangular object. That's so weird. Yeah, I mean... I'm trying to read what else happened in 1561. If any yeah. other paranormal type things. There was a, wasn't there like a mini ice age? It says uh, three, I don't know about that, but it says 3,229 witches are executed in Southwestern Germany. Well, there was a little, there was a mini ice age actually between 1300 to 1850. So that's like right in the middle of that. And that's interesting, right? This little mini ice age that, that we had for 500 years and like right in the middle of it, there was this weird event that happened. Yeah, I don't even know if it's like, it could just be a space battle. Like when, if ants saw like, if there were like some kind of crabs on the beaches, uh, during World War II, maybe they saw like the D-Day landings. But from 1560 to 1630, there was a uh, a wide world glacial expansion, the Grin What is that? So we're narrowing it down. Some stuff was going on on planet Earth. <clears throat> I have no idea what's happening anymore. Yeah, it was there was a or another UFO. That, that is that is interesting. So, and there's also okay. What about the aerial school incident? Is it Zimbabwe? Yes. Yeah, that one's weird. I don't have to make it that one. They're supposed to be doing a documentary on it if they haven't done it already. I think they have. It's really good. I think I saw... No, I didn't say that. I saw a moment of contact. Which is about the Vargina thing. The Brazilian thing. That, like, Jake Paul has the video up now or something. So, that, so going back to that little event, right when that event happened there was a very like the temp the average temps drop between one to two degrees celsius lower than the average uh, exactly around that time when they had this neural bird thing you're talking about so so what do you think that means so watching 19th yeah that's crazy 1566 is when this this uh this phenomenon took place with all these little the sky battle you're talking about and there has been documented evidence where the global temp dropped one to two degrees between 1560 to 1630 so like literally when that happened there was there was a cooling of the earth more please keep going <laughs> Um, Where, so, okay, so, 
period included volcano activity, changes in solar radiation, and the sudden decrease in population numbers. So to you, this could be a natural like atmospheric phenomenon? No, I don't know. I just, I'm not saying, I'm just saying there's, there seems to be something going on on Earth during that time. That's interesting. Let me see here. Volcano events, they think may have been involved with this cooling. I'm trying to find. So they're ruling out volcano events because the only events that they can document was in 1585 and 1595. Um, so it's, but this, uh, so is it, but they, they're ruling it out because this cooling took place 15 years before that. So solar activity. I'm about to bring up another UFO thing. Are you ready? <clears throat> Have you heard of the Westall UFO sighting, which was uh, in Australia? No, I've heard that one at all. Tree rains. There's a reduction in solar activity. The, the so there, so there, they have tree rings and ice cores that around this time there was a reduction in solar activity. Well, well, now we're just we're getting weird, but you're let's, let's battle your science. They seem like they may be connected somehow. I agree, I could see that, but I'm just gonna flood you with more incidents. Have you heard of, so at this Westall incident, there's a school in Australia, they saw a UFO and a few minutes later, the kids saw an alien in the woods near school and a bunch of kids saw it. And so did the science teacher. That reminds me of the Zimbabwe thing. Yes, it's very similar. And also, um, Basically, I don't know if you've seen, there's a documentary about the Westall School thing, but I guess you haven't seen it. It's called The Phenomenon. It's also a James Fox documentary. But I guess I'm trying, like it obviously, even if the things aren't from another planet, there's something going on. Like even if it's like mass mental illness and psychosis, something's happening. Yeah, world event. I'm just curious. This is, I, this is, I just, it's just kind of weird how this aerial battle took place. And then around the same time, the earth cooled like one to two degrees. That's yeah. just, that's just kind of a weird coincidence. Yeah, I wonder if it's, there's, I don't even know. I feel like I could connect that in too many weird ways, so I'm not going to. Well, if there's some massive war battle that took place around Earth that changed the uh, the atmosphere somehow and caused it to cool. Oh, I see what you're saying. I didn't even th uh, see you need to say your ideas all the way, so I know. Okay, that makes sense. That is... Because in theory, 
any kind, not in theory, I guess, in, in, I assume any kind of, I don't know what kind of weapons they would use, but I could see so that makes sense. When they said the change in radiation, uh, solar activity, change in radiation. Let's see, it's just clicking in my brain a little later. That That is really crazy. Okay, wait, I have another one for you though. Before, before we wrap up this episode for today, I have another one. Okay. November 4th, 1957. Uh, I'm trying to think of what time this is. What time? Okay, that's 10.45 Mountain Standard Time at Kurt, Kirtland Air Force Base. Where's Kirtland at? That sounds familiar. Where's Kirtland? Sorry, I don't know why I did the high pitch first. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. Okay. So... Two Civil Aeronautics Administration, so two CAA controllers in the tower, claim to observe a white light traveling eastwards along the airfield. The light appeared to maneuver, and a brief radar contact was confirmed before the men saw a dark object descend steeply at the end of runway 26. The object proceeded to cross the airfield at a moderate speed and height of a few tens of feet. Through binoculars, it appeared to be around 15 to 20 feet tall, vertically elongated and egg-shaped, with a single white light in its base. It came to within 3,000 feet of the tower before hovering for a period of up to a minute. It then moved eastwards to the base boundary before suddenly climbing at a high speed into the overcast. Kaser and Brink called the Albuquerque radar approach control who confirmed a target moving eastwards in the expected area. It turned south, moving at a very high speed, according to Kaser, before orbiting in the vicinity of the Albuquerque low-frequency rain station for a number of minutes. The target then moved back north towards Kirtland, hovering over the south of the base. Then it took up a position half a mile behind a C-46 leaving the base, and followed it for around 14 miles before again hovering over the outer south area and fading away. The total period of radar contact lasted 20 minutes. Wow, that's pretty crazy. And, they, and the, the official conclusion is that the witnesses misidentified a conventional aircraft with no lights. And it's... Uh, I mean, I, my brain just thinks of an edge shape that's vertical. It sounds like some type of weird, like, hot air balloon or something. No! I mean, that's what this, if, if I see something that's floating that's round, I like, my brain just thinks it's going to be a balloon. <laughs> it's just because that's what, that's the only thing I know of that is round and it floats. And I just one thing I never could wrap my mind around is is why do again like the technology to get here if they don't want to be seen then it should be rather easy, but um, the fact they all have lights like why do all these things have lights like if you like what like why do we have lights on aircraft now 
we, we need lights to, to recognize it so we don't crash into the aircraft and for, you know, so that's why we have lights. They're indicators to show that something's in the sky. So that's what they're trying to do. If these objects have lights, they want to be known they're there. So please don't crash into me. Like that's the only reason why I have lights. The other, the only other reason that you could have lights that be like alien is if there were some type of way they would try to communicate with us because some animals do that. They have they use bioluminescence to kind of flash at each other. Like I think, um, not necessarily lights, but some of these. Uh, what are they? are not squids. What are they called? There's it's like a it's like a squid, but they can change their their Oh, um, colored or skins. It's similar to an octopus, but they're not. But they're like jellyfish. cuttlefish, right? Maybe it's a cuttlefish. Yeah. I think but it they is. can have. They kind of communicate in a way like light. They're not actually producing light, but they're changing their their skin color to make patterns. So that's a way of communicating. So you can technically communicate with each other of light. If this is a, like an alien species that's that communicates through light and not actually using words. Um, but, but again, like there is lights, not like flashing or blinking or there isn't any type of pattern. So. Well, I feel like we're gonna, let's, let's try to, I, I guess we, we can never coordinate anything live, but I would like to touch base with you again after NASA's conference. When is that, Doctor? Thirty first. Thirty first of this month. Yes. NASA UAP. Yeah, I'll I'll watch it. We can talk right at what what. What is the conference call? Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe this is real though. Like as a child, if my dad had told me this, I would have, I would have probably like, I don't know. Cause as a kid, this was like a heavily ridiculed subject, like extreme ridicule. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah, May 31st, um, 2 o'clock p.m. With, uh, so it's going to be 10.30 Eastern. So what, 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock? What day of the week is it? That's a Wednesday. Why? Well, what's NASA doing? Well, maybe we can always watch it again. Yeah, but what kind of day is Wednesday to talk about aliens? When's a good time to talk about it? Today's a Tuesday. <laughs> no prime time, Steve. You need it needs to be it needs to be like after Jimmy Fallon or something. Yeah. And we didn't even. What are you gonna do next today? Today, I'm gonna go to the gym probably, and then I'm going to work a little bit this evening. What kind of workout do you have? Today, I'm, I'm going to do like this leg and abs. And I might, I got a bag in my garage I'm going to hit. So do some bad work. Oh, what, what, what was that? 
You've been to your garage. I know there's a bag. Oh, yeah. Why do you have to act like we don't know each other? I know I don't come over that much. You've been here before. I, I plan on, I'm going to try to move back to the valley, I think. I want to rent this house out next year and buy another house. I feel like. Be closer to civilization like, again, because it kind of sucks out here. Yeah, I feel like it makes not, I feel like there's nothing wrong with like being like Gilbert is kind of like Casa Grande, but not the same. Chandler, like Chandler. Yeah, exactly. Like those places, it seems like they're like nicer. Like they're, they're like suburby in a nice way, as opposed to like desolate. Yeah, it's desolate here. There's nothing out here. But everybody's moving out here, though. They're building more homes and houses. So, yeah, maybe your uh, future mate is moving out here. You should wait there for like at least. I don't know how fate works anymore. Um, I think fate is just. I mean, it depends on your definition of it, I guess. Faith is just believing in something regardless of the evidence, but I meant you, fate. I said fate. Fate. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. But wait, my other question is, since we talked about UFOs and stuff so much, and we didn't really like get into the personal stuff or like anything really besides that. I wanted to talk about the artificial intelligence. That's, that's yeah. yes. that thing. I was, that crazy. Okay. I don't even have you been have you seen those people who are basically like now there's a cottage industry of people who train AI or teach you how to talk to chat GPT to get it to be more productive it's just going to be uh, it's going to be more crazier as time goes on yeah it's but Kamala Harris our, our vice president is going to be the the new leader in artificial intelligence in the country. So that's her that's her new job. Yeah, I want to see. I at first I thought that was a joke, but no. I it's real. It says, "Oh yeah, Biden's AI's are focuses on societal risks, preventing harm." So. See where this is. Oh, they're all making- these all these politicians—they're coming up with these policies to to control something they don't understand at all, and the only motive they have is finding a way to benefit themselves with it, not people. So, yeah, it's. We should now we're gonna have to do the next. I didn't, I was gonna do like a two, three hour one, but I wasn't adequately like prepared this morning. I thought I'd be doing this early, but then I had to do the yeah. But anyway, I'm glad we did this again. Yeah, we gotta get Josh on here next. Yeah, I okay. Also, since he's gonna watch this, I just have to say, Josh, when you see this. You wanted to be on here while you were driving a car. That's dangerous anyway. <laughs> Shouldn't be doing that. 
we're not going to have the first recorded death on a podcast on this one. Like, it's not going to be us. <laughs> Why did that? I just, I want, I hope his wife sees this too. And someone gets it. We don't need to risk his life like this. Or idiot missed it. We can just put him on speaker on his car when he's driving. And he can just talk oh. to it. I think he's camera shy anyways. Yeah, but we but if we're forced to be I feel like he's gonna say some controversial things and the next no. time he's on and he should be on camera. <laughs> also does and for and this isn't now now I feel like he has to come because we're like hyping up his return. Yeah. The next day. We should do the NASA episode with him. No, for sure. Yes. Yeah. You're supposed to say yes for sure. Oh. I, <laughs> I was so confused. Hey, for sure. Like, there's no other possible solution. I was like, I was like no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't know how to speak at all. Okay. I literally have harassed you about UFOs for an hour. Yeah. We did some find something out cool though. I think this uh this this uh this 1960 or sorry, this 1566 little thing that happened and like exactly at the same time there's some type of global temp drop. That's that's kind of weird. I'm going to look into and now, okay, so now let's say when when I talk to you the next time, I will not bring up any any modern UFO things. I'll bring up stuff from a time where if it's a weather balloon, something's broken. <laughs> if something is wrong if it's a weather balloon in 1526. Yeah, that's, some, that's something weird happened. I'm, I'm glad you think so. I feel like I won something. Just by me, just by you saying it's weird, I feel like I've won. Even if you do, even if you say it's like, it's toasters and uh, volleyballs in the sky, and oh, sorry, no flocks of birds. It, I'm not. I don't even. I'm gonna. I feel. I feel like if I was more like, I wish I was a little more emotional. Then I would like really get like worked up when you said that. But I wanted to, but I couldn't. But it's. You should say that to everyone when someone says, like, what was that? Say, so I'm glad you're yawning because I've been hiding my yawns. Really? I'm, I'm yeah. I, if I talk a lot for a long time, I start to yawn a lot. It takes too much energy. And I didn't want to tire you out before work, but this was good. Thanks. No, yeah, I had fun. Is this the first, uh, is this your first uh, podcast that's recorded, like video? No, you haven't. Oh. Shame on yeah, I'm sorry. Watch the other ones. You don't have to watch them. I actually don't watch them. But wait. You have to watch the last one with Dr. Friesen. Okay. He, he like he's basically not on insulin anymore, but he has diabetes still, but he's worked it out to where he only eats one meal a day. And it's just like he's off insulin, which is like impossible almost. Wow, that's kind of scary though. I hope he Yeah, it is. It's but he's doing so well that it's like he's fasting. That that may that makes sense if you have 
if you're because I know fast and like it kind of resets your 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 insulin. You know, it kind of helps if insulin sensitivity or whatever. I don't know. It makes sense. You're we we're about to go into bro science areas, so we'll stop here. Next okay. time, next time it's AI. Thank right. you. I love you. I'm glad you're okay. You look, you look glorious today. Thank you. Uh, is this a work shirt? Uh, it kind of is. Not really. I I have work shirts, but I then I bought these because I like them better. Yeah, but I, I mean, know. I I go golfing in this. You know, it's kind of a go golfing or just podcast or work kind of shirt. I was thinking of buying some golf shirts, but I don't know. I bought a lot of clothes while my mom was here from Ross. A lot. Of, a lot. Yeah. There was like, Ross is, you don't even know. I feel like I should get a Ross tattoo on my forehead. Quite a bit. I like Ross. I get my cologne there. For some reason, your face was like, you're like, I go to Ross quite a bit. But yeah, I do. It's <laughs> my favorite place. A lot of my clothes are from Ross, actually. If you knew how many times. Yeah, go there. Uh, I think it's a Wednesday night if you go there or Thursday morning. Yeah, I think Thursday morning is the best time to go to Ross because they deliver Wednesday night. So why do you know this? <laughs> what is happening? It's like the end of the podcast. We were we went from like conspiracy theorists and like a at Ross. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna just press stop recording because I don't know how to do this. The rest of your day. Wait, I pressed it. Ah.